listening to Radio Omniglot. I'm Simon Ager, and this is the Radio Omniglot podcast, episode 46, in which I will be talking about names, specifically surnames or family names, and even more specifically, the most common surnames used in England, and to some extent in Wales and elsewhere in the English-speaking world. Now, according to Wikipedia, the most common surnames in England at the moment are Smith, Jones, Taylor, Brown, Williams, Wilson, Johnson, Davis, Robinson, and Wright. That's Wright as in W-R-I-G-H-T. So of these, three are occupational names, that is Smith, Taylor, and Wright. Six are patronymics, Jones, Williams, Wilson, Johnson, Davis, and Robinson. And one is probably based on appearance, that is Brown. So let's start with Smith, which is the most common surname in the English-speaking world, in fact. And there are equivalents in quite a few other languages, including Schmidt in German, Ferraro or Ferrari in Italian, Herrero in Spanish, Kovac in Serbian, Croatian, Slovak, Slovenian and Hungarian, McGowan in Irish, and many others in other languages each of which has quite a few different variant forms, of course. The word smith comes from the Old English word smitan, meaning to smite or strike. A smith is someone who works with metal, and has been used in England as a occupational surname since Anglo-Saxon times, so over a thousand years, possibly longer. There are various kinds of smiths, and their names are or were used as surnames. These include blacksmith, that's what someone who works mainly with iron, brownsmith or redsmith, someone who works with copper, goldsmith, someone who works with gold and other precious metals, silversmith, someone who works with silver, surprisingly, shoesmith, someone who makes shoes for horses, sixsmith, someone who makes scythes or sickles, that's a, a variant of scythesmith or sicklesmith, and whitesmith, one who works with tin. The surname Taylor came to Britain with the Normans and was first used in 1182 or thereabouts. It comes from the old French word tailleur, meaning a cutter, from tailler to cut. And this surname is also common in Australia, New Zealand, Canada and the USA. The surname Wright comes from the old English word Vrita, or something like that, which meant a worker or shaper of wood. It's also common in Australia, New Zealand, Canada and the USA. There are quite a few surnames that include Wright as an element, such as Arkwright, who was originally a maker of wooden chests, Boatwright, a maker of boats, Shipwright, a maker of ships, Cartwright, a maker of carts, Ploughwright, a maker of ploughs, and Wainwright, a maker of wains. So what are wains? Well, that's an old English word meaning wagon, so a wagon maker. Other occupational surnames include Faulkner, or Falconer, who was originally a falcon trainer, Fletcher, an arrow maker, Hayward, a hedge warden, Parker, a keeper of parks, Walker, a fuller of cloth, and then there's more common ones like Baker, Butcher, Carpenter, Carter, um, Cooper, a maker of barrels, Cook, Farmer, Fisher, Fowler, Glover, uh, Mason, Miller, 
Porter, Sawyer, someone who saws things, and Thatcher, someone who makes thatched roofs. Weaver, Woodman, Turner, someone who turns things, that's what someone who uses a lathe to make things. The surname Jones is the most common one in Wales and also common in England and the USA. Until about the mid-16th century, many people in Wales used patronymics. They weren't the only way of naming people. Some used um, occupation-based names, some used location-based names, or names based on character or appearance. But the patronymics were the most common form of naming. And they weren't fixed, they changed with every generation, because they're based on the father's name. So, for example, if you were called Sean, and your father was called Ewan, you would be Sean Up Ewan, or Sean Marb Ewan. Marb means son in Welsh, and Up is a version of it. And if you had a sister, say called Sean, she would be Sean Vech Ewan. Vech comes from Merch, which means daughter. Or you might not bother with the Marb and Merch, and just be Sean Ewan, or Shan Yuan, and these patronymics are used to some extent by some people to this day. The practice died out, but has been revived. So why did it disappear? Well, in the 16th century, in the 1540s, Wales was incorporated into the Kingdom of England, and English became the official language, especially of written documents. And many people anglicised their names, so people who used the patronymic Apshorn became Jones, which means son of John. And um, Sean is one of the Welsh versions of John, along with Ewan, Ivan and various other ones. And Sean is a Welsh version of Jane, by the way. So many Welsh surnames come from this process including Williams, Davis, Hughes, Griffiths, and so on. And some incorporate part of the patronymic. So say your father was called Rhys, you would be Ap Rhys. And this became Pris or Price when it became a surname. Similarly, if your father was called Richard or Richard, or one of the Welsh versions of that name, you would become Pritchard which comes from Ap Richard. When the patronymic system was in common use, some people had great long names, named after their fathers and grandfathers and great-grandfathers and back up to seven generations. So people might be Llewellyn, Ap Davis, Ap Ieian, Ap Griffith, Ap Meredith, and so on. As there are relatively few Welsh surnames, some people like to make themselves more distinctive by double-barrelling their names, by adding their mother's name, or the name of where they come from, or their house, or their parish, or something else, to their surname. So instead of just being Jones, you might be Pritchard Jones, or Griffith Jones, or Turville Jones, or Morn Jones, perhaps. And this Morn is the Isle of Anglesey in Welsh, so someone called Morn Jones would be from the Isle of Anglesey. Pritchard Jones is the name of the Great Hall in Bangor University, which is also known as PJ Hall, or Neath PJ in Welsh, named after John Pritchard Jones, who donated a large amount to its construction back in the early 20th century. Turville Jones is the surname of the Welsh opera singer Bryn Turville. 
His full name is Sir Bryn Terville Jones, and he uses the name Bryn Terville professionally. Another common surname in England and Scotland, Canada, Australia and USA is Brown. It was first used as a surname in England in about 1066 in the form of Brun, and may have originally referred to someone with brown hair, or maybe who habitually wore brown clothes. And there are a number of other colour-based names, possibly referring to appearance, such as black, which might have been originally someone with dark hair, or maybe short for blacksmith, white, possibly referring to someone with a pale complexion, like a viking, green, someone who lives by the village green, perhaps, or from a place called green. Then there's blue, which may have referred originally to someone with blue eyes, or who habitually wore blue clothes, or even had blue hair, perhaps. And then there's orange, which refers to the Dutch House of Orange, which is the Dutch royal family. And red, possibly referring to someone with red or ginger hair, or maybe a ruddy complexion. And last of all, pink, maybe a nickname for someone who was bright and chirpy. If you know of any other colour-based names in English or in any other language, you can share them by going to radio.omniglots.com where you can find notes on this and other episodes of this podcast and links to further information and sources of the information I share with you here. And if you're feeling generous, you can make a little donation or even a large one to help support my work on this podcast and on omniglot.com, which is my site about writing systems and languages. And now it's time for a bit of music, I think. This is one I wrote recently called Hector Got Through the Fence Again. Hector is a dog owned by one of my neighbours who kept on getting into my garden when I had an old slate fence there with lots of gaps in it that he could squeeze through. Now I've had that fence replaced by a wooden one and he can no longer get into the garden. But here's the tune anyway. is one of the tunes I posted recently on TikTok. Yes, I'm on TikTok now. I actually have two accounts there, Omniglot and Yethgi, that's I-E-I-T-H-G-I, which is a Welsh word meaning a philologist, someone interested in the history of words. So on the Omniglot channel, I will be posting um, versions of Adventures in Etymology and other videos that I might come up with, so language-related content. And on the Yethki channel, I'll be posting my original songs and tunes, and maybe other stuff as well. So if you want to check those out, get onto TikTok and look for Yethki and Omniglot. It's rather addictive, and I've been spending a bit too much time on it, perhaps. But I've learnt lots of things from it. There's lots of interesting language-related channels there, and some great musicians and singers that I've been uh, following. I've also been spending quite a bit of time watching videos on YouTube, and I quite like to watch people's reactions to various bands and singers. 
and I've noticed that some of these reactors have trouble pronouncing the names of members of these bands and their singers and so on. And some will do research and find out how to pronounce them beforehand if they can or during their reaction video. Others will just do their best and usually apologise for mangling the pronunciation. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to talk about names in this episode. And also, in a recent episode of Word of Mouth, a podcast about words and language from BBC Radio 4, which was talking about names and how they get mispronounced. Sometimes you hear people mispronouncing names and you think, that's bizarre, why don't they know how to pronounce it properly? For example, the bass singer in the American a cappella group Voice Play is called Jeff Castellucci. That's G-E-O-F-F. To me, that name is obviously pronounced Jeff. Um, that's one of the variations of how it's spelt in the UK, at least. So most people here would know how to pronounce it. But it seems that people in North America are not familiar with that particular spelling. I assume that Jeff would normally be written J-E-F-F there. So when they see G-E-O-F-F, they think, ooh, how do you pronounce that? Geoff, Geoff, or something? Incidentally, Jeff is a short version of Geoffrey, which is originally a Norman French name, which was a version of a Germanic name, combining elements meaning peace, territory, foreign, or hostage. Famous Geoffreys in history include Geoffrey of Monmouth, a 12th century chronicler, and Geoffrey Chaucer the 14th century poet. In the Middle Ages, this name fell out of use, but it was revived in the 20th century. Another name that's often mispronounced is my surname, which I pronounce Ager, and it's spelt A-G-E-R. Now often when you have a G followed by an E, it's pronounced J, so many people pronounce it Ager, Ager or Ager, or some other variation. According to surnamedb.com, the surname Ager is of Anglo-Saxon origin and comes from the Old English name Edgard, which was a personal name, and combines the elements Ed, meaning prosperity or fortune, and Gar, meaning spear. It has been used as a surname in various spellings and pronunciations since the early 13th century. Alternatively, it might come from an old French personal name of Germanic origin, Adigari, or something like that, or maybe from a Danish place name. There are a number of places in Denmark called Eja, or something like that, which is how Eja is pronounced in Danish, I think. Do you have a name that's often mispronounced? And does that annoy you? And what do you do about it? If you'd like to leave any comments on this or any other episode of the Radio Omni Lots podcast, just go to radio.omnilot.com. That's all I have to say about surnames for now. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.